Welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I'm happy to be here with Tiffany Guanaccia, CEO and founder of Kitehill PR. Welcome, Tiffany. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to talk to you today. Amazing. Thanks for being here. So to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about your history and background and how you ended up in the business you're in today? I would love to. I know you have a lot of fellow founders that you've spoken to before, and you know it's all a part of the journey. And for me, it really starts with always having that love of public relations. And even from the beginning of my career, I'm someone who actually went to school for something I ended up in. I know oftentimes that career path can go in many different directions, but loved PR from the start. I had some experience agency side and in-house. And from the very first job I had, the very first job interview, when I was asked that classic question, where do you see yourself in 10 years? The answer I gave was that I was going to start my own company. So I, I had that tenacity and that interest from the very beginning. And it really was just along the way of garnering different experiences that allowed me to launch Kite Hill 10 years ago. So it's our 10 year anniversary this year. And just so excited to get to that point. Before that, I was the head of communications for Huffington Post. I also spent some time in agencies and within the music industry as well. Amazing. Um, I love that. And you said when they asked you that question, you'd always wanted to start your business. Um, did you always know you wanted to go into PR or is it something that kind of came your way? You know, it was a very specific response in that I wanted to launch a tech PR agency working with startups. So I, I certainly had <laughs> my North Star from early on. But you know, it's really interesting when you're working through your career and you're continuing to grow. It can kind of feel like the same as when you're growing a business where there's just so much agility that you need to have along the way. So I felt like that was also a big part of, I recognized where my North Star was, I wanted to get there, but the experiences that I had along the way were maybe not what I imagined in, in getting that experience to get to that point. Also similar to when you're running a company, right? You're looking at what are the big targets that I wanna have? What are the goals that I have for the business? But we might have those objectives, but sometimes we need to change the tactics that feed into the key results. 100%. I love that um, you stuck to your your goal and you've, you've hit the nail on the head. And we're 10 years later. Congratulations on that. Thank you. you know, um, it's definitely leaning into the opportunities that you can create for yourself and carving out a really unique niche in the industry. And then I do benefit from having the background of PR and communications. So I right away looked at like, what are my superpowers and how do I leverage that to build the business? So I had a really strong plan to be able to drive awareness around Kite Hill, around the areas that we specialize in, um, leaning into other opportunities to be able to do that and create a platform and, and grow from there. Um, so I think that's oftentimes a question I get from founders that might have their vision or company owners of even large scale companies. Uh, you know, we have the vision, we have the company, but how do I communicate it in the market to be able to scale? hundred percent. And when you started, um, is it a bootstrap business or did you have investors uh, on your side? It's bootstrapped. Um, so I actually started out, you know, I do believe that your network is your net worth. So I had always been a big believer in making a lot of connections in, you know, really cultivating my network and looking for opportunities. And it happened to be that someone who I worked with in that very first company 
became the CEO of an ad tech business and remembered me talking about running an agency and came back later, my first client and later became a mentor to me. Uh, he was really someone who kind of believed in the fact that I could build and grow a business and help me really start some of that overall. So, you know, that was, that was definitely a big part of it in looking at um, growing a network and going from there. That's amazing. That's like the best compliment you can ever have is someone remembering who you are because of the person you are and the knowledge you have and then coming back to you years later. I love that. Yes, couldn't agree more. Um, so when you were starting, what were the what were the main challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them? So when you're thinking about growing a professional services business, there are a couple of things to consider in, in building the business overall. One is brand awareness. Uh, you know, this is something that's similar for many companies. How do I shape the brand? How do I tell our story in the market? Uh, and oftentimes that starts with what are your unique selling points? Uh, so don't get discouraged if there's a lot of other companies that are like you or in the same category. It's more of how do you position yourself and how are you unique and different? And as a founder, you've got to have that answer. Um, another part of that, so another challenge which as we were talking, how do you turn every challenge into an opportunity? So a second challenge is looking at building the business and lead generation. I know that's something that you've talked about before and looking at how do you continue to grow. Um, for me, an answer to that was also looking at how do I build a moat around the business and what other things can we do that lifts the Kite Hill brand and is a brand halo, but essentially functions as a way to get more awareness in front of our targeted prospects in the market. So at the same time that I launched Kite Hill, I launched Communications Week, which went from a grassroots event, it was in the same co-working space where I started Kite Hill with just a laptop, a coffee cup and a dream. And from there, grew it out to one conference in a co-working space to an international event with thousands of attendees that was later acquired by Reagan Communications. So that's one way where we started small, to get in front of the right prospects with owned events. And that's what clients oftentimes do. And then really grew from there. And then the third, I promised you three points, um, is to look at, I think it is challenging when you're starting off and you're growing to um, really think about how you're building your culture. And especially when you're in those early stages and you're super lean, um, you're probably weighing the investments of building the business versus how much do I need to put into my people? What resources do I need to have? And early on, I recognized that I had to invest in building the right culture and the right team because we're a business of people and professional services. And that has really helped us to continue to accelerate because a great leader surrounds herself with other great leaders and that's exactly what I've done. Amazing. I love that. And I couldn't agree more. Um, having a great culture is, it's the only way you can propel your business um, successfully in a non-toxic environment. And I, I love that because I've been in some environments previously where it just wasn't favorable. Um, and I didn't like, I wasn't motivated to perform at my best, although they were commission-based roles. Um, I was told that's my motivation and you need more than that. Um, so I, I couldn't agree more on that. Uh, I love that that's uh, one of your main points. Yeah, I mean, there's so much about like just recognizing the individual 
especially today, given the environment that we're in and the opportunities that you can create for your business, it's not only building that in to how you run the company, there's actually a good opportunity for other leaders to think about culture communications so that it's not just something that's internal when you're thinking about comms overall, but also external. Yeah, 100%. And could you run me through your overall business strategy? Uh, sure. So when it comes to you know the services that we offer, we're, we're in the business of earned media. So we really focus on how do we work with clients and telling their story and extending through there. Um, that could be social media, that could be other opportunities that we create when it comes to really being able to drive awareness and brand awareness within a market. That's our main offering. Um, so that's when clients are coming to us. A lot of our business is really grown through word of mouth and through client referrals. That's similar to a lot of professional service firms. And from there, um, you know, I'm looking at three key objectives for business strategy and support. <clears throat> One is client service. And then another is business growth across our practice areas. And then the last we started to talk about, it's really about uh, being a great place to work and building our culture. Amazing. And are most of the companies you work with startups or is that just who's found you? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a mix. We do startups and scale-ups, but we also work um, in representing a certain division of larger companies. So that's been a part of our business too, where larger companies will bring us in to do a certain launch or a project. But our practice areas are ad tech and martech, media and entertainment. We're doing more and more in climate tech, and that's certainly aligned with the passions of my team, as well as health tech and fintech. Okay, amazing. And over the last 10 years, I'm sure there have been changes in the industry and changes in the world and changes in technology. How have you adapted to all the changes? Um, firstly, like going through COVID must have been crazy. And secondly, in the last year with AI, crazy in a different way with all these tools available now. How have you adapted to all these changes? You know, what's interesting is there's that saying, like, everything changes, but everything stays the same, right? <laughs> it's like, um, when you think about some of the basics of the business, so in the world of PR, um, you know, a lot of what's changed is how we receive our news, the different channels of communications and channels for external communication overall. But the basics of the business is about great storytelling. And that hasn't changed so while a lot of technologies can fuel the distribution of content and of those stories or the initial creation of those stories through AI and through, through some uh, content through research, it comes back to that key piece of our business and what makes us great at what we do and helping companies succeed is how do we tell their story and get them in front of the right target audiences? And how do we do that in a way that's impactful and ladders back to their business objectives? Amazing. So you take a, you kind of take an educational approach to to your clients, um, similar to how we work. We don't like to push anything. We we just educate them on how we can help. And it sounds like that's kind of what you're doing. I I guess for any great leader, um, you do have to think about starting off or really with listening to what are the pain points of that client and their perspective, and then in terms of the offering that we have when it comes to media or we look at broader professional services, how can that support 
the business goals that they have and solve for some of those pain points. Um, oftentimes, you know, it's, it, it's interesting. So that's customized and that's about what they're experiencing in the market. But there are certain kind of pieces or tactical elements that are, are fairly consistent. Media relations is one um, still, especially in the U.S., it's very driven, pretty heavy with press releases, with announcements. Um, thought leadership is another big part and that executive visibility and executive communications. Um, that's a key way to get in front of B2B decision makers. It also tends to be more important if you're going through a raise or a sale or if you're going through an IPO, because that's when other stakeholders in the market are looking at the broader positioning of executives. Amazing. Um, I love how your, your brain works. <laughs> it's great talking. Um, so back to your business and the businesses you work with, how do you measure the success of, of both the businesses you work with and your business? Do you have specific KPIs or metrics that you use? I do. I love that question. I have KPIs for the business. You know what's so interesting, Dylan, is that KPIs and PR has been kind of a conversation. It's been more of a gray area for so long because earned media is one that it's a little bit harder to measure than other pieces of the sales funnel and other marketing activations where you have clearer metrics, for example, on if I advertise on this site and I'm doing this banner ad, I'm going to expect this amount of click-throughs, this click-through rate, this performance. Earned media, the skill is exactly that it's earned, right? You're going through journalists. There's the big piece, which is a driver is third-party credibility. Uh, so there's different benchmarks that you have. And some of the key benchmarks um, are really coming back to for clients and client KPIs that could be the volume of mentions around a, a specific product or service, for example. It could be the tone of coverage. How is your brand perceived in the market? It could also be oftentimes for most clients, we're running a share of voice over a couple of key competitors. So that's all the things that can feed the funnel overall. Okay, great. And what metrics for your business would you like to improve? Sure. I mean, we're always keeping an eye on um, a couple of key things. Um, one is client satisfaction. Always, you know, when you're in professional services, I mean, number one, right? Um, so how are our clients, uh, you know, looking at client satisfaction, looking at retention? Um, and then for me, as the CEO of the business, I'm looking at top line and bottom line, line metrics um, that could be revenue from tenured clients and from new clients. Amazing. And this is a new question I've started to ask, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. So if I asked you to rate your level of satisfaction with your business, today on a scale of one to 10, what, what would you rate it and why? Um, well, for me, it would have to be a 10. Okay. Um, I am certainly someone who is so proud of where the business is today. It's our 10 year anniversary. So how could I not give you a 10? <laughs> um, and I think there's a lot of opportunity on the horizon, um, but I am very much an optimist. So while I think there's so many things we can do to unlock our growth as we move forward. I'm so proud of where we are today. And that's for the business that I have. But the other piece of that that I'm really proud of is the culture that we have and all of the resources that we put into making it a great place to work for our people. 
and knowing that mentorship is key to what we do. That was the theme of our 10 year anniversary video series and campaign that we did for ourselves was modern mentorship. Kite Hill has an existing mentorship program that's peer-to-peer -peer mentoring plus outside resources. And while there's the bigger lift and visibility and impact that I see for our clients, it's how I see our people grow and everything that we've done and everything that we've done from that perspective that makes me so proud of what we do today. I love that answer. <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. I usually follow it up with, um, if we sat down again in three years and asked the same question, what would you rate yourself? Well, we can't go backwards, can we, Dylan? Uh, so, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I think it's, um, but what's interesting is that what you recognize in each phase of growth is that you have to keep leveling up. So if I was at the same level of performance in the future that I am today, I would not be successful. So I need to look at like, what are the continued metrics that I have for growth and continuing to build out our services, capability and practice areas to continue to keep me at that level to remain competitive. 100%, I love that. And where do you see your industry heading in the next, let's say five and 10 years? Yeah, I think, you know, there's the great thing about PR is that, you know, there are a lot of opportunities to continue to evolve the discipline. And one of our key um, areas is just looking at how are we innovating internally the concept of the entrepreneur, great ideas come from everywhere within the organization. So there's an opportunity there. We're having more and more conversations on the implementation of AI in PR tech stacks. So we're it, very much in the early stages of development. <clears throat> and it's clear that that's here to stay. Okay, great. Love to hear it. <laughs> and have you had any um, collaborations or partnerships over the years or, or mentorships that have been notable in getting your business to where it is today. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of driving the business forward. And I, I do recommend oftentimes when people come to me as a mentor, which happens more and more these days, um, I do tend to push them to look within their network and to see where can they create complementary referral partnerships. So we have a lot of those within um, the PR industry, within other services, for example, like SEO and SEM and B2B marketing. So we're always looking at adding partners to the mix um, in the US and other markets as well. So I think there's just a big opportunity to lean into that and look for opportunities. Amazing. And can you tell us about your business, your vision, and what separates you from the competitors and the rest? Sure. So Kite Hill PR is known um, in terms of how we're different from the competition in a couple of different ways. One, it's the categories that we specialize in and being B2B tech and working and having deep expertise in, in core industries. We also are known for our work in thought leadership and have the secret sauce behind the scenes as to how we work on executive visibility. And we've won a lot of awards for our thought leadership programs and how that feeds into the rest of the business. And the third is that we're an agile tech PR agency. And when I talk about agility, it's not just in principle, it's in practice. We actually quite literally wrote the playbook on agile PR and have a model that we call the PR sprint. So we did take a page out of the classic agile development models and we applied that to PR. 
in a way that we work behind the scenes and we run PR sprints really helps our team with collaboration and drive towards results. And that's unique for the PR industry, maybe not others, but it's certainly something that's helping us stay even more closely aligned with our tech clients. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for that. And can you, so I've, I looked on LinkedIn and you have quite a lot of employees and I, I think that's awesome. So at what stage over the last 10 years did you start to scale and at what stage did you realize like, hey, I've I've really built something awesome here? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so I've had the perspective, you know, I started to scale pretty much immediately. We came into the market and had that hockey stick-like growth. Um, and there's a couple of different ways that I've seen agency owners look at hiring. One is to hire ahead of the curve based on projections. Another is to... Um, kind of look at the state of the business as to where you are and hire in line with revenue. And that's been my perspective. So sometimes, you know, you, you have to play a little bit of that dance in getting business on and hiring talent pretty quickly. But it's really helped us to always remain profitable throughout our journey. Okay, amazing. So we are running out of time, but I, I've really appreciated your insights and I've loved chatting to you. But before we go, what advice could you give to other business owners looking to succeed in your industry? I would say, and I've said it before, your network is your net worth. So lean into that. Um, gain knowledge from as many people as possible. And in that, don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid of failure. I actually find that the biggest learnings that we have is when we're in those moments of challenge that we grow and we learn. Um, and when you see those roadblocks, just look at how you can overcome them and continue to see those challenges as opportunities. 100%. Thank you so much, <laughs> Tiffany. It's been amazing. Um, and what is the best way for people to reach out to Tiffany Guanaccia? Or just if you have any offers for them or if they want to follow your journey or make use of your services? Yeah, I'm always happy to chat. You can reach us at hello at Kite Hill PR or follow us on LinkedIn. Our website is kitehillpr.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show. Great. Thanks so much for having me.